Mythology Breakdown, the podcast where two idiots who know nothing about mythology teach you all about mythology, folklore, and legends from all around the world. I'm Cece. And I'm Tony. And I'm so excited for what we're doing today. Yes. I feel like I say that every week, but it is so true. Yes, considering I made a lot of funny faces while reading what I'm going to be talking about I'm today. I'm so excited. And Cece has no idea, so let's see how many what's can we get out of her today. Ah, we'll count. We'll make it a game. All right. Okay. If you can um, email us the uh, the amount of what's that she made in the video, I'll, I'll be keeping score too. Yeah, because I'll forget to count. <laughs> um, real quick, before I... Um, introduce our topic i just want to trigger warning um we're going to be talking about death i'm assuming today lots of death lots of death um but not a lot other than that in terms of like things that might be sensitive to people not a huge crazy amount uh cc does have ticks so tick warning on that one. Oh yeah but, uh, i was gonna say that next yeah other um, than that we don't really have much uh it's just basically yeah, this is probably gonna be our cleanest episode yet right i'm so excited for uh, this. believe it or not cc go ahead what are we talking about today we wanted to get some basics in because yes. so many people, I mean, the worlds of mythologies are so big and so crazy that we really wanted to get a good base knowledge episode to, for people to come back to. So, um, in the future, if we're talking about something, you can always refer back to this and want will have kind of, um, you know, the basics of what we're going to be talking about. Yeah. Um, the worlds. And so we decided to start this week by doing... Norse mythology. We're going to be talking about the world of Yggdrasil. Is that, what the, is that how you pronounce the tree's name? Yggdrasil. Yggdrasil? Yes, there we go. it's the world tree. There you go. So we're going to be talking about all of the worlds involved in the world tree, and then we're going to be rounding off the evening with a special conversation on the end of the world. Yes. Yep. Uh, the end of... <laughs> actually, it's not only just the end of Asgard. You will see... I'm so excited. Me too. So, Cece, starting us off, what are you talking about? I'm going to be talking about the Nine Realms. I'm, like, I'm so intrigued by this. Okay. So, something that's weird is that there seems to be this one guy who people are like, yep, this is the guy who wrote everything about Norse mythology, like, recorded it all. Right. And his name was... I didn't write it down. Oh, my God. I didn't write it down. Um, yay. Anyway, so while I've opened Mac up my computer screen so I can look at the word I closed the page to. <laughs> nice. oh, wow. We're starting today off good. There we go. So um, you said there there was a guy. So there's a guy. And then there's also a lot of professionals and, like, geniuses. She did air quotes for the people who can't see us. <laughs> <laughs> um... Who have, like, done their own research on the Nine Realms and stuff, and right. have made different opinions hmm. on okay. what things actually were. So there's a couple of key differences that I'll kind of talk about as we go. But essentially, there's two different versions of the Nine Realms. The first one is what's called the original, like, the old version, and then there's a newer updated version that is used today and has been, be been used 
the most recent part of history. I can't quite remember how. At least from like the 18th century. Yeah. Back when there was writings and all that kind of stuff. Because uh, the story that I have today is based from uh, 1920, actually. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, it had to have been, you know... Snorri. I knew his name started with an S. Snorri. Snorri. So he, what a phenomenal he name. He was the kind of person that recorded all, like, a lot of the mythology that gets referred to today. Huh. A lot of people have started being like, mm, not quite sure. Right. So, the original nine realms are Niflheim. And I'm gonna actually, before I get too deep into this... Did not look up how to pronounce things again. We are winging it. We never look these things up. I know. We probably should. Probably should. But we didn't. But we did not. Anyway, so it's Niflheim, which is the realm of ice and mist. Muspelheim, which is the home of the fire giants and the forces of chaos. Asgard, where the Acer live. Midgard, where the humans live. Jotunheim, where the giants live. Jotunheim. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> I told you this before the recording. <laughs> you did. And we literally we literally just watched Thor right before recording this guys. <laughs> we literally just watched the first Thor. I cannot Jotunheim 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 Jotunheim. Jotunheim. Yes. Anyway, Jotunheim. No, I'm oh just my god. <laughs> <laughs> so Jotunheim is the home of the giants. Vanaheim is the home of the Vanir. Um, Alfheim is the home of the Bright Elves. And Svartalfheim is the home of the Black Elves. And Nidaveller is the realm of the dwarves. Why are you looking at me like that? Nidavellir. Nidavellir? What is it? You know what? How do you know what it's pronounced? <laughs> uh... And I've done a little bit of research on Norse mythology since we started this podcast. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so those are what the original kind of ideas were about the Nine Realms and who lived where and what was what. But over time, there kind of became a new understanding of them. And it's Asgard, which is Acer, or connects to Midgard via the Bifrost. Yes. Um, or the Rainbow Bridge, as it's also called. I yes. I that it's called the Rainbow Bridge. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's the color of the rainbow, so I mean, it makes sense. And then you've got Alfheim, which is the realm of all of the elves. So the bright and the black elves, or the light and the dark, they're referred to as both. Right. Um, then you've got Hell, or Helheim, which is the realm of the dead and home of hell. Yeah. Um... Jotunheim, which is the realm of the giants and specifically frost giants. Right. Which is what a lot of people kind of, I feel like, equalize it to. Yeah. Um, then you've got Midgard, which is the realm of humans, and it's between Asgard and Jotunheim. Then you've got Muspelheim, which is the realm of fire, the fire giants, and Surtir. Surtur? S-U-R-T-R. Yes. And more forces, and the forces of chaos. Um, then, I'm sorry, Nidvlir? Nidvlir? Nidvlir. Nidvlir. And it's also, the same realm is also called Svartalheim. is the realm of the dwarves, and it exists beneath the earth. Right. Yes. Um, then you've got Nifleheim? Nifleheim? Nifleheim. 
which is the realm of ice, snow, and mist. And then you've got Vanaheim, which is the realm of the veneer. So mostly similar, just a couple of, you know, differences here and there, some right. combinations and some new things. But yeah, those like that was just something very interesting that I was like, oh, connections and right. differences, and that's weird. Like, yeah, it's just because, you know, nothing was written down. Yeah, I mean, you could tie most of that to the planets that we have now. Jupiter, Mars, Pluto. That's an interesting concept. Wondering if maybe... Oh, that's a really good... That's a really good thought. Mm-hmm. Why are you so smart? I don't know. Uh, I guess it just comes naturally. The <laughs> uh, reason why I say that is because, you know, Mars is hot. It's a barren wasteland. Hell. Helheim. And then you've got Jupiter, which is... Um, Planet of ice and snow. Exactly. And then I you know. have... That makes... Yeah. That makes so much sense. Mm-hmm. I am definitely, I feel like we need to do a whole episode just on how science plays into the myths very plays well. Plays into the oh, myths, yeah. and it's like, well, I mean, you see something that happens, and this is what your brain thinks of it, but with technology and the advancements that we've made, we understand now that it's this. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, I think that is so, so fascinating. And that is a very good point that Yggdrasil, that's how you pronounce it? Yep, the world tree. Yes, is essentially our our solar system. Mm -hmm. And it totally makes up for the fact that, you know, it makes sense that there would be more worlds out there and that the entire universe isn't just this, there's more. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm going to take this to Avengers for a second because... Oh my god. Well, so then Thor, because we just watched Thor. I'm going to say this again. We just watched Thor. The very first one. The very first one, which we've never seen before. And they talk about how there's only nine realms, but we know, because of Guardians of the Galaxy, that there's more out there. And it just just all makes sense. Tony, you've blown my mind. You've blown my mind. (laughs) Blown my whole mind. Uh, Sorry. (laughs) Anyway. Anyway. So, back back to what I was talking about. So, I just figured I would kind of go into some more detail, talk about some key things that happen on each of the realms. Just, yeah. So, it'd be, it's an easy place to come back and find things, too. Right. Um, so, we're going to start off with Asgard. 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 Or As- Tony Stark. <laughs> <laughs> Asgard. There we go. Um, and it, here... Um, it was originally thought that humans lived on Asgard with the gods. Like, right. gods and humans existed together. Um, kind of like how in Greek mythology, when the humans technically live in Mount Olympus, but they live yeah. on the bottom yeah. of Mount Olympus. Yeah. Yeah. What? Uh-huh. That's new. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um... So, mostly the Acer gods live here. And do you know the difference between the Acer gods and the Veneer gods? No. So, the Acer gods are considered the war gods. So, those are the ones that chose violence and their, you know, big, you know, Odin, Thor, Loki. Those are all Acer gods. Right. And then the Veneer gods, those are the peaceful gods. They're the gods of fertility and magic and... You know, they're very peaceful, and they're just, there's a very, 
big distinction that I'm sure as we do more research that we'll notice more and more. But something that was um, to keep in mind, and that was mentioned when I was doing my research, is that there was like some sort of war or battle between them. And in order to maintain peace and separate, they gave hostages to the other group. So like Freya and... Frigg? Maybe Frigg? Is that the brother? Or is that the sibling of Freya? That's, I believe so. Okay, I think so too. Um, they're Vanir gods that live on Asgard because they were one of the hostages that were given up. Hmm. Yes. So that's why when we were talking about the big names, there were only a couple of Vanir gods because most of Norse mythology focuses on Asgard. Right. And yeah. the Aesir gods. Okay, and the Aesir, and the Aesir gods, yeah. Um, so like I said, most the most well-known gods lived here, Odin, Loki, Thor, <clears throat> and Baldur, which we talked about last week. He was extremely loved by his family and, yeah. Right. Beautiful and stuff. Um, it was said to be a celestial, godly city. First, I, I picture it being made out of, like, gold and white, just spread out all beautiful. Right. Like, just, just gorgeous. And then it's also said that Valhalla, which is the equivalent of, like, heaven, mm-hmm. is located on Asgard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, That's why a lot of Viking shows and a lot of Viking games refer to Valhalla. Yeah, like... In Assassin's Creed Valhalla, what you've been playing. Yes. How do you like that game? It's actually pretty fun. Uh, I haven't touched it in a while, because I've been busy, but... We have been so busy. I just turned 22, so... Yeah, we're, we're literally <laughs> recording this, like, 10 hours before we're supposed to release it. Whoops. We just got really busy, and yeah, this is the only time we've had to record. Yep. Okay, okay, so now there's Alfheim, which, like I said, is... Um, home, home to the elves. Home of the... Home of the Elves, and th- it's located in the heavens near Asgard. And if you follow us on TikTok at mythology underscore breakdown underscore pod, I'm gonna post a video tomorrow, and I'll show the Norse family tree. Okay. Or not the family tree, the Yggdrasil tree. Yeah, where all the planets align, that kind and of stuff. Because ha- I'm gonna explain kind of where they're all located and stuff. So, Alfheim is located right near Asgard, so it is in the heavens. Right. Um, Freyr, which is a Vanir god, one of the hostages, so that must be the other one that I was mentioning. Mm-hmm. Um, he presided over them, and Alfheim was really known for like the arts and their music and their creativity, and it's actually wondered if... Perhaps the people who kind of wrote down and shared the mythologies were picturing like Sweden and Norway when they made Alfheim. They made a lot. Of, they noticed a lot of similarities between the two, which I found very interesting. Yeah, that's actually pretty cool. Very interesting. Page flip. <laughs> that's staying in there. I'm not cutting that. <laughs> oh my god. Um, if we ever figure out how to make like a insert. Like, sound bites, Mm -hmm. we need to do page turn, because you type all of your notes, so you don't have to deal with that, but I like writing them out, because it helps (laughs) me retain the information, Right. and so I'm constantly having to, like, that's why there's that pause, because I leave space for the page flip, and you normally just cut it, but (laughs) then you make that comment, Mm -hmm. and so now we need to have that sound bite. Yep. 
I will create a soundbite of that tonight. You're the best. I love you so much. Okay. Oh, there's like a puppet on the arm. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, get okay. back to it. <laughs> Next, we've got Hell or Helheim. It's called by both. And now, how do you spell Hell, Cece? H E L. Thank you. H E L, which is named after the goddess Hell. Right. Who is the daughter of Loki. Right. I don't know what it is about Loki, but all of his kids are just, like, evil, crazy maniacs who were banished to go live in, like, their random places, you know? Well, yeah. Why Loki? Why is Loki producing all of these evil spawns? I don't know. If you think about it, I mean, why would Poseidon give birth to the Minotaur? Yeah. Poseidon didn't give birth to the Minotaur. Tony, we literally just talked about this last week. I know. Week. I'm kidding. I'm oh kidding. Gosh, I love you so much. Oh, my lord. Okay. So, hell is located beneath the roots of the earth, of the world tree. So, it's like barely even a part of the tree. Right. And um, it can only be entered one way. Did you know that? I did not know that. It can only be entered one way, and you have to follow this path called the Helvig, and it's like a super treacherous pass, path, and if you make it past that, then you have to pa pass a field of weapons. A field of weapons? Yep. Can you pick up said weapons? I don't know. Hmm. Um, yeah. And this is where, basically what's considered the majority of the underworld is. Um, this is where anyone who didn't die in battle went. So even like, um, oh my gosh, what is his name? The dude that I just, Balder? Is that the one that I yeah, earlier? The, the god. So because person. he didn't die in battle, he's technically in this Helheim. Hmm. Yeah. So that's something that I found very interesting because he was a god. And he didn't go to Valhalla. Right. Because he didn't die in battle. And that's how much the Norse believed in their wars and stuff. You know, when you say it like that, it makes it sound like absolutely terrible. I know. Because they didn't believe in the in the battles. And ah! they didn't die fighting. So they go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, that's what I, that's what I was meaning when I was reading it. It's metal as hell. I'm just saying. <laughs> All right. Now we've got Jotunheim. Thank you. Thank you. Um, which is the home of the giants and the frost giants, like I said. And um, Loki was born here. And he was obviously raised on Asgard, like we all know. We've all seen the Avengers. I don't, I don't know. I hope so. Same. I mean, if you choose not to, that's... that's I mean, live your best life, but... Right. You're missing out, especially WandaVision. Oh my god. Cece, let's not get sidetracked. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, it's very late. I'm very tired. Um So, like, everyone avoided Jotunheim. But like gods, because gods are dumb, they were constantly, you know, going there in any way and right. doing the things. Oh, of course. Um, and it is connected to Asgard by a river called Irving. Okay. So it's also located near the heavens. Hmm. Then you've got Midgard, which is where we live. Yep. Which um, is that place that I talked about in our very first Norse mythology episode, huh. where the gods literally created this world from. Yeah. Did you talk about? Did you talk about Ask and Embla? 
the first two humans? Kind of. I grazed over them, but... Yeah. Um, did you know that they were created from ash and elm trees? Yes. I did not. I don't know if you said that or you glossed over it, but I did not remember you saying that. I, I think I glossed over it. I was it, shooketh. I can't remember. I was shooketh when I read that. Shooketh. Shooketh. Is that still a thing? I don't know. Are we in 18th century Rome? Shooketh. People said shooketh when we were seniors. You and your weird theater kids, maybe. This is true. <laughs> um, so Midgard was created to protect humans, and basically, like, once Midgard was created, the gods separated from them and just shoot us down into this little hole and said, you're not going to know anything about anything, yeah. and we're just going to leave you. Um, and then the gods made animals, and then the rainbow bridge to connect the two. Right. Humans are very oblivious. Yeah? Yeah. That's why whenever you see a rainbow, it's actually one of the gods coming to visit. That's probably why that myth was created. Mm -hmm. Once again, science. Yes. Um, Then we have Muspelheim, which is the primordial realm of fire. It's used in the creation of the world. According to that guy that I was mentioning earlier, Sor- what's his name? Sorry? Surter? No. The one guy who wrote all the things. Oh, yeah, Sorry. Snorri. Snorri. Yes. It's so- a long lost Smurf. <laughs> <laughs> you mean dwarf, like from Snow White? No, I mean. Like Smurf, like the Smurfs? Uh huh. I love you. <laughs> um. So, according to Snorri, Surtur lives here and will emerge at Ragnarok. Others disagree and say that Muspel is actually the name of the giant who is going to come during Ragnarok. And over time, people just got their words crossed and it became the name of the whole realm and not just the dude. Okay. I thought that was interesting. That's actually pretty cool. All right. Nidvler? Need of a Lear. Need of a Lear. Did good. Or Svartelheim, which I love. I'm sorry, that's my favorite name to say. I want to say it with an accent every time. Svartelheim. Because I don't want to. Yeah, if anyone is listening from uh, from Norway, that'd be that'd be pretty cool. Wow. <laughs> what? Um. So it. Svartelheim. Is lo- <laughs> sorry. Okay. Where's- is located below Midgard, near the center where dwarves have their forges. So it's interesting. It's like a realm within a realm, is what I understand it as. Hmm. Is that like kind of you? How you understand it? How you interpreted it? Yeah, I mean, I can see it that way. It's weird. I wonder why that is. Um, this realm was known for his craftsmanship and its magic, and it's responsible for Mjolnir and all the other weapons weapons and magical items you'll see throughout the mythology. It it all just connects back to Sportline. Macaroni in a pot? That's a weapon? Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, and now we're we're at Nibelheim. Nibelheim? Yes, Nibelheim. Nibelheim. Which is the oldest of the nine realms. Did you know that? That, I don't believe I do. Or I did. 
I got something on you. <laughs> um, you know, when I talk about Ragnarok, you're gonna you're, you're gonna shit your pants. I know. <laughs> so this is the primordial land of ice, mist, and snow, and life began here on that realm. Right, because Niflheim and Helheim created the rest of the world. In some recordings. Yes. Okay. Yeah. No, I, now I know what you're talking about. It, just, um, it I, act, I mean, the connection to hell that I was noticing is that it said that hell passed through here when she was banished out. Right. So she passed through Niflheim and then created Helheim. So she resided there for a while, and it's often known as like a dark kind of place. Right. Yes. And then we got Vanaheim, which is the home of the Vanir. Like I mentioned earlier, the fertility and the magic gods. The Acer hated these guys because they basically just had no morals. They were like, incest? Yes. You want to go, like, do this weird thing that, like, no more people wouldn't do? Go for it. We're here for you. So they were the hippie gods. Yeah, essentially. <laughs> and so the Acer just didn't trust them, and so that's why they separated, and that's why they were fighting. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense now. I mean, I wouldn't trust a bunch of hippies in my land. Well, <laughs> okay. They were also the gods of, like, magic and light and stuff, right. so. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's basically an intro to the Nine Realms. Okay. Yeah. We'll have to touch down on that basis in another episode. But actually... For sure. There, oh, 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 I had one more thing. There was one thing I found that connected all nine realms, and they were these little creatures called Norms. Yep. Yep. Okay. You know what they are? Yes. You go ahead and tell me them. Shut up. Ha! You don't know, do you? I do know, but I would have to look through my notes and then start reading things <sighs> aloud, and I don't want to do that. That just sounds like an excuse. They were they're basically they were like oracles, right? Well, they're basically the same thing as the fates. They decided how everyone would live and die and the choices they would make and everything. Yeah. So, they yeah. were the spinners of fate. Yeah. Yeah. Right there in my notes. Huh. <laughs> I'm gonna fight you. Oh my gosh, you're so mean. So speaking of fighting, we're gonna take a break. I'm gonna Probably get a bowl of cereal. Yeah, actually, cereal sounds pretty good cereal right now. Cereal sounds so good. Right now. But we are going to be taking a break. After the break, I'm going to be talking about Ragnarok, which, you know, we talked about the beginning of the world, and now we're going to talk about the end. Screw everything else in the middle. Yep, that's it. We're ending the podcast after this. Yep, Ragnarok is the end. Goodbye. <laughs> Welcome back to Mythology Breakdown. Hope you enjoyed that bowl of cereal like we did. Um, now, I'm going to be talking about Ragnarok. Like I said before the break, this is it. This is the end. Everything that you come to know and love about Norse and the gods, it's over with. Just wanted to get that out there. Wow. Okay, so... Ragnarok is the cataclysmic destruction of the cosmos and everything in it. Even the gods. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, w I think I was telling you, like, sorry to interrupt, but I'm going to interrupt really quick. I think I, w I think I said when we were first talking about North mythology that some people say that Ragnarok has already happened at least once. Yep. 
Uh, there's a couple of uh, versions of Ragnarok that are out there. I decided to just do one today because mm-hmm. we have no time to talk about two completely separate versions of Ragnarok. That's insane. So I'm going to be talking about the rebirth. Not the death, death, but the rebirth, rebirth of the cosmos. So it kind of is cyclical, like we said mm-hmm. earlier. Uh, when Norse mythology is considered as a chronological set of tales... The story of Ragnarok naturally comes at the very end. For the Vikings, the myth of Ragnarok was a prophecy of what was to come at some unspecified and unknown time in the future, but it had profound ramifications for how the Vikings understood the world in their own time. We'll explore some of those ramifications tonight. The word Ragnarok comes from the Old Norse Ragnarok, Fate of the Gods quotes, Fate of the Gods. Uh, In an apparent play on words, some pieces of Old Norse literature also refer to it as Ragnarokur, meaning the Twilight of the Gods. Hmm. The event was also occasionally referred to as Alder Rok, Fate of Mankind, and a host of other names. Weird. Mm -hmm. Someday, whenever the Norns, those inscrutable spinners of fate, decree it. There shall come a great winter unlike any other the world has yet seen. World meaning Earth. The biting winds will blow snows from all directions, and the warmth of the sun will fail, plunging the Earth into unprecedented cold. You holding your hand up as Mm -hmm. like a pick Mm -hmm. me, pick Pick me? me. me. Okay, what? Okay, I'm sorry to interrupt again. I know you didn't interrupt me very much, but real quick, I just wanted to make a connection to Christianity. Not to, Don't get offended out there. This is a free-thinking podcast. This has nothing to do with our own personal beliefs. So in Christianity, the end of the world is supposed to be disaster as well. Mm-hmm. Like a warning sign, like a winter. Um, I think... I think it's three days of straight darkness is what I was taught. Before the end of the world. It's Um, kind of like the movie 2012. When the world like floods. And it's like a Noah's Ark type thing. Really? I've never seen God, that was such a good movie. Um, Anyway, so that was just a connection. Another connection that, you know, similar ideas. But very different outcomes and beliefs in today's society. Right. Um... Sorry, I did not mean to interrupt you. You're good. Uh, This winter shall last for the length of three normal winters, with no summers in between. So about nine months. Mankind... Maybe even longer. What were... How long were winters in... How long are winters in, like, Norway In Norway? Oh. I feel like they're more snowy. Yeah, Norway definitely does have a lot more snow. I'd say four or five months for one winter. Like, one full winter. So, a little, a little, about a year, maybe Basically, a little bit more. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, I'm thinking about it in U.S. standards, so, whoops. Uh, mankind will become so desperate for food and other necessities of life that all laws and morals will fall away, leaving only the bare struggle sur- for survival. It will be an age of swords and axes. Brother will slay brother, father will slay son, and son will slay father. Yeah. Now this goes into what Ragnarok will actually do. 
between the gods and evil and good, mm-hmm. basically. I know we've mentioned a little bit of stuff like this before. Yes. Uh, the wolves Skull and Hati, H-A-T-I, who have hunted the sun and the moon through the skies since the beginning of time, will at last catch their prey. The stars, too, will disappear, leaving nothing but a black void in the heavens. Yggdrasil, the great tree that holds the cosmos together, will tremble and all the trees and even the mountains will fall to the ground. The chain that has been holding back the monstrous wolf Fenrir will snap, and the beast will run free. Jormungand, uh, the mighty serpent who dwells at the bottom of the ocean and encircles the land... You sure it's not Jormungand? Whatever. Uh, (laughs) I know, you're just playing, because Jotunheim. Uh, Basically, uh, blah blah blah... The mighty serpent will rise from the depths, spilling the seas over all the earth as he makes landfall. These convulsions will shake the ship Naglifer free from its moorings. N a g l f a r Naglifer. This ship, which is made from the fingernails and toenails of dead men and women, will sail easily over the flooded earth. Its crew will be an army of giants, the forces of chaos and destruction. And its captain will be none other than... Loki! The traitor to the gods, who will have broken free of the chains in which the gods have bound him. Fenrir, with fire blazing from his eyes and nostrils, will run across the earth with his lower jaw on the ground and his upper jaw against the top of the sky, devouring everything in its path. Jormungand will spit his venom over all the world, poisoning land, water, and air alike. The dome of the sky will be split, and from the crack shall emerge the fire giants from Muspelheim. Their leader shall be Surtur, with a flaming sword brighter than the sun in his hand, as they march across the Bifrost, the rainbow bridge to Asgard. The bridge will break and fall behind them. An ominous horn will blast... Or, wow, an ominous horn blast will ring out. This will be Heimdall. The Divine Sentry. There we go, I lost my place. Blowing the Galar horn to announce the arrival of the moment the gods have feared. Odin will anxiously consult the head of Mimir, the wisest of all beings, for counsel. It's crazy. It gets even crazier. And yeah, but this read. is a lot. This is a lot. This is a lot of stuff. I'll be breaking it down bit by bit after I'm done. This is a whole excerpt from Ragnarok itself. Uh, the gods will decide to go to battle, even though they know what the prophecies have foretold concerning the outcome of this clash. They will arm themselves and meet their enemies on a battlefield called Vigrid. Odin will fight Fenrir, and by his side will be the Ain Herjar, the host of his chosen human warriors whom he has kept in Valhalla for just this moment. Odin and the champions of men will fight more valiantly, valiantly than anyone has ever fought before, but it will not be enough. Fenrir will swallow Odin and his men. Then, one of Odin's sons, Vidar, burning with rage, will charge the beast to avenge his father. On one of his feet will be the shoe that has been crafted for this very purpose. It has been made from all the scraps of leather that human shoemakers have ever discarded. 
and with it, Vidar will hold open the monster's mouth and stab his sword through the wolf's throat, killing him. It gets dark. It gets darker, I should say. Another wolf, Garm, and the god Tyr will slay each other. Heimdall and Loki will do the same, putting an end, a final end to the trickster's treachery, but costing the gods one of their best in the process. The god Freer and the giant Surtur will also be the end of each other. Thor and Jormungand, those age-old foes, will both finally have their chance to kill the other. Thor will succeed in felling the great snake with the blows of his hammer. But the serpent will have covered him in so much venom that he will not be able to stand for much longer. He will take nine paces before falling dead himself and adding, adding his blood to the already saturated soil of Vigrid. Then, there's more. The remains of the world will sink into the sea, and there will be nothing left but the void. Creation and all that has occurred since will be completely undone, as if it had never happened. What? <laughs> right? Oh, there's a what. Some say that the end... Wow, I... Oof, I typed this out wrong. Some say that this is the end of the tale, and of all tales, for that matter. But others hold that a new world, green and beautiful, will arise out of the waters. Vidar and a few other gods, Vali... Balder, Hoder, and Thor's sons Modi and Magni will survive the downfall of the old world and will live joyously in the new one. A man and a woman, Lif and Lif, oh God, <laughs> Lif Thrasirul will have, or oh my God, wow, I cannot speak today. You 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 good you good? Yeah, I'm good. Uh, Lif and Lif Thrasirul have hidden themselves from the cataclysm in a place called the Wood of Hadmimir. Hadmimir. Mm -hmm. And will now come out and populate the lush land in which they will find themselves. A new son, the daughter of the previous one, will rise in the sky, and all of this will be presided over by a new almighty ruler. Black. Yeah. That was a whole-ass adventure. Yes. So, breakdown of this. Basically, the Norns told everyone they were going to die. It's going to happen. You're screwed. But, they all went to war. There's a bunch of wolves. Probably from Helheim. It doesn't explain that. But there's a bunch of wolves as big well, as Fenrir. The one, the Fenrir, that's another kid of Loki. Mm -hmm. And then same with the snake, the Jordan Shore... Jormung, Jormungan, yep, the mighty that. serpent. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, basically, Loki and the giants cause the world, the world's, the cosmos to collapse on itself. Oh my gosh. I'm sorry. We just watched Thor. I'm, <laughs> how many times have I said that this episode? Like At three? least twice. Yeah. <laughs> but they, so Loki, you know, did the whole betrayal thing and then, you know, ended up avenging and whatever and whatnot. But he literally did what the prophecies were going to lead, what the prophecies said. Mm -hmm. And then, literally two movies later, Ragnarok happens. Yeah. Fascinating. You know what? 
the Marvel creators... They know they're what they're doing. Good. Oh, yeah. They're pretty good. Uh, so, long story short, basically everyone dies. They all have their counterparts. Loki is super strong. Heimdall is their greatest... is Asgard's greatest warrior. Other than Odin. Um, and they kill each other. And it's a bloodbath. There's thousands upon thousands of dead people on soil. Yeah, it's rough. Um, basically, what this meant for the Vikings, because the Vikings were super big into Norse mythology, uh, especially early 1700s, I believe, is when Norway was heavily ruled by Vikings. Um, what would such a belief have meant for the Norse? Imagine that you're a Viking. Weird, right? You live in a world that you know will one day be obliterated. The very gods themselves will perish with it. Nothing of value will be spared, not even the memory of anything that ever had value. How does such a world look to you in this present moment? Weird. Yeah. Knowing That's a that weird thought. Knowing that you're living just to know that the entirety of the cosmos is going to be gone at any moment, any day, any second. No, and that's why, I mean, I totally, I don't not agree with the fact that time is freaking cyclical and the end of the world has probably already happened once. Yeah. But Ragnarok also carried another meaning for them. One which complemented yet altered this tragic view of life. In addition to being a prophecy about the future that revealed much about the underlying nature of the world along the way, the myth of Ragnarok also served as a paradigmatic model for human action. What the heck does that mean? Paradigmatic? Yes. So meaning there's multiple styles of life to live. Like, if you want to go to Valhalla, you serve your gods well. You don't betray the gods you fight for your your clan. You do anything that you can for your people. And if you don't, you're cast out. You go to hell. Kind of like how uh, your god, whatever his name was, Baldur, that mm -hmm. didn't die in battle, but mm -hmm. he still went to hell. Uh, for the Vikings, the tale didn't produce hopelessness as much as an inspiration and invigoration. Just as the gods will one, die, one day die, wow, so too will each individual human being. And just as the gods will go out and face their fate with dignity, honor, and courage, so too can humans. Mm -hmm. In this view, the inevitability of death and misfortune should not paralyze us, but should instead spur us to hold noble attitudes and do noble deeds the kind worthy of being recounted by bards many generations after we ourselves are gone. No, and I think that's why I I think that's why I probably like it so much. I mean, humans are so weird. Mm -hmm. I know that I, 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 I say that a lot, but humans are so weird. Like, we're just okay with things. Yeah. You know, like, we're, we're just like, yep. We're gonna die. We're probably not gonna be, you know, remembered, and that's fine. Yeah. And it's just so weird. That's why, why, well, trigger warning. Uh, a lot of people look for a higher power. 
that's why you see a lot of people in uh, Christianity, uh, Mormonism, Catholicism, all all of them. They look for a higher power. Is that what you meant to say? No, it's is it Catholicism? Catholicism. I thought it was Catholicism. No. Oh, hey, I'm dumb. <laughs> I know about I know Ooh. about the cosmos and I know about the world, but I just got random heartburn. Sorry. Nice. <laughs> But yeah, no, that's why everyone looks for a higher power. And it's because if you just live your life for no reason whatsoever, I mean, like the Vikings said, it shouldn't paralyze you knowing that you're going to die one day. Yeah. So a I lot mean, of people all, need yeah. a crutch to kind of prove to themselves that, you know, there is a higher power. Like I said, trigger warning, not trying to make anyone upset, but that's yeah, just the I mean, way I like perceive. Like I said, this has nothing to do, like... When we talk about religion, it has nothing to do with our own personal beliefs. It yep. just has to do with, you know, what we notice, some comparisons. We're looking at it from a scientific point of view. We are not here to, you know, offend anyone in any way. And if you do have, you know, comments and things you want to share, or if we made mistakes, or if something that we say about religion offends you and you want to talk to us about it, feel free to. We, you can email us email us at mythologybreakdownpodcast. Ye is it Mythology Breakdown Pod or is it Mythology Breakdown Podcast? We do this every week, Tony. <laughs> Sorry. What was that? Uh, my computer yelling at me. Mythology Breakdown Pod. There we go. At gmail.com. Yes. So yeah, go ahead and send us an email. I mean, and you don't have to email us just to complain to us. I mean, you can email us nice things too. Tell us what you want to hear about next. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're, we have... So, so many ideas. Oh, yeah. We have... This is just the tip of the iceberg. But if you have specific things that you want us to talk about, let us know. We have absolutely no order planned for these episodes. We just pick random things and go with it. Yeah. So, I mean, just let us know. We're, we're here. We're here to teach you about the things and teach ourselves about the things. Yes. We're just two idiots trying to teach other, well, not idiots. Yeah. <laughs> That's rude, Cece. You can't call them idiots. Oh, <laughs> you know we love all of you. <laughs> anyway, um, as I mentioned earlier, you can find us on Spotify at mythology underscore breakdown underscore pod. Um, you say Spotify? That's our TikTok. Oh my They're goodness. They're listening on Spotify. I'm tired. <laughs> it like is I it said, is midnight, so I can't. It is very late. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's pretty late for her. I could stay up for another like five, six hours, but. Mm. <laughs> All right, so yeah, you can find us on TikTok and on Facebook. Tony, what's our Facebook group? Mythology Breakdown, the podcast. Yep, look us up on Facebook. We have a discussion group. We like to post memes. Yes. Yep, and um, as of right now, it's just Greek mythology memes because I haven't come up with any good ideas for any other religion. So we'll find out how that works. <laughs> um, and make sure to love, rate it, rate and review us. You can at least give us, you know, five five stars or whatever you deem us worthy on Apple Podcasts. Um, I don't think is there a review function on Spotify. I don't think so. Uh, I think the best thing that you can do is follow. Subscribe. Us? Yeah. Listen, mm -hmm. we love you all. 
I mean, we're just so happy to be doing this. Oh, yeah. I feel so blessed every week to just, you know, be able to spend this time researching what I love. Mm-hmm. It excites me. Anyway... I know we say this every week, but hopefully by next week we'll have our Patreon all set up. Oh, yeah. Hopefully. You know what? Maybe I, I might work on that tonight. Maybe. After the podcast. Maybe. Uh, we were going to play Minecraft. Oh, yeah. Duh. Sorry. Minecraft awaits us. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, speaking of Minecraft, Minecraft is calling. Should we say goodnight? Yeah. All right. Well, until next week, where we'll be talking about who the hell knows? Yeah. <laughs> we have so many ideas. Yeah, we... we have so many ideas. I get a little... We literally... Maybe that'll be... Maybe we'll do that on TikTok. Maybe that'll be a thing where every week we pick a topic out of a hat. And yeah. And every week that... We're gonna do it. We're gonna do it. So send us. Send us all your ideas. And we'll put your at on... For whatever social media that you want on that slip. And when we pick it, then we'll shout you out. It'll be so much fun. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that sounds like so much fun. It actually does. All, All right. right. So, I've been Tony. I've been Cece. Have a wonderful night. Bye.